Hi, Rav Judy here with an introduction to Masechet Hariot, dedicated towards the merit of Rafur Shlema for Tova Miriam Bat Devorah Mindel. Masechet Hariot is the one of the shortest Gemaras, if not the shortest Gemara in Shas. Because there's a couple of Masechta that are mostly Mishnah, they have a little Gemara, but as a straight Gemara in Shas, it's the shortest one. It is pound for pound also one of the most difficult. It's a 13 Daf Masechta. The entire set of Mishnah, we're not doing the Gemara, we're doing the Mishnah, uh, the Mishnah is three Prakim. There are a few Mishnah out in each parak. it's not particularly long at all. Uh, it deals with Hariot from the word Lahorot, instructions, or guidance, or halachic rulings, rendering a halachic ruling. The content uh, comes out of the fourth parak of Sefer Vayikra, the end of Parshat Vayikra, where the Torah tells us what happens when various uh, leading institutions or individuals make mistakes. So for this, we need a little bit of background. There are obviously different kinds of mistakes, and there are things that are mistakes, and there are things that are done on purpose. There are different kinds of punishments. So there are some things that have done on purpose would, God forbid, uh, receive the death penalty. In theory, in practice, actually, that almost never happens, but discussion for another time. There are those things that receive lashes, and there are those things that receive karate. Karate, the Gemara explains, is, is very difficult. Karate is a heavenly imposed punishment. It does not come from the hands of Beitin. Karate means, usually interpreted as either, God forbid, a person dies well younger than they would have, or God forbid their children predecease them, or God forbid they lose their share in the world to come. But karate is not good stuff. Karate only happens if a person did whatever they did wrong on purpose. If you have a karateable offense, karate literally means to be cut off. That's usually how it's translated, to be cut off, to be excised from the Jewish people, something along those lines. When one does a karateable offense by accident, so they're supposed to bring a korban, supposed to bring a sacrifice, and there are lots of these sorts of things, lots of things that a person can do that would be karate if done on purpose, but it's done by accident. So they bring a korban, just by way of example, if a person eats on Yom Kippur, so if they really truly knew what they were doing and knew that they weren't supposed to, and they were properly educated and everything else, if they really truly, you know, knew, you go on and on, there's all sorts of things, but did it by accident, so okay, they bring a korban. Now, Hariot comes in at this point. What happens if rather than it being that a person made a mistake and thus is bringing a sacrifice or bringing a korban, they were instructed to do so, for example, by Beitin, and that's part of what comes up in Parshat Vihikra. What if Beitin gave them a wrong ruling and said, this is something you should do, and actually was something they shouldn't do? Well, it's not this person's fault. They didn't know. They were listening to the Sanhedrin. They were listening to the rabbis. They were listening to the law. It turns out the law was rendered mistakenly. And so the ones who bring the korban is not necessarily the individual, but rather the Beitin themselves. And so a major topic in Hariot are sacrifices, special sacrifices brought by the, by the Sanhedrin, by the Supreme Court. When they have rendered a wrong decision and people have followed it, we will get to there in the Masechta. The same Parsha in Vayikra also deals with what happens if a Kohen, Kohen Gadol, makes a mistake. Again, he's operating on behalf of the Jewish people. Or a little bit about the political leadership, if the king makes a mistake. That sort of comes up at the end, just a drop. But it's primarily about mistakes in rendering judgment by the Sanhedrin that then people act upon. And so what is the special korban that they bring, and exactly how does it work, and under what circumstances? Uh, I would note as a writer that one would think that this tractate would come up in Seder Kachim. We are in Seder Nezikin, near the end of Seder Nezikin, but Seder Nezikin nonetheless, about civil law. You would think this would be a sacrificial tractate in Seder Kachim, and yet it isn't. So the Ramam explains that this is placed here because it's true we're talking about korbanot, we're talking about sacrifices, which would be more Kachim material. However, it is here because it's really about the judges. 
And so much of Seder Nezikin has been about how judges are supposed to judge. We had Sanhedrin, we had Makot, we had, you know, Adiod and Bitsin Shud, all kinds of things, what happens in courts. So what happens when the court makes a mistake, even though we're talking about Korbanot, it belongs with talking about judges and how they function.